God bless you. All right. Can you move forward if you don't mind, please? Move forward a little bit. All right. You know, second, third row, whatever. I'm not asking first row. <laughs> All right. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for coming tonight. It's our last uh, Bible study of the year. Amen. All right. So we'll take a break next week. Uh, the women are going on the retreat on Thursday, right? Yes. Thursday. All right. All right. So we will conclude our Bible study for the year. So I want to welcome everyone joining us also online. Uh, if you're joining from the YouTube uh, channel, God bless you. We already have a number of people there watching already. We do have a number uh, who, was also, who are also joining us on um, Facebook and on the website. So we have three different channels. Uh, where we stream from. Of course, YouTube t- you know, has the largest audience. So if you don't mind, please share. Share with your friends. If you are watching us online, it's a lot easier for you to click the share button and uh, you know, share it or maybe copy and you know, text it to a number of people. All right? So Merry Christmas. Is uh, How many days before Christmas? It's more than three, right? It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days. Wow. Can't believe he's here. All right. I hope everyone is uh, looking forward to a wonderful Christmas time. On Saturday, we're going to have a Christmas production, play, musical, whatever you want to call it. I think it's going to be awesome. You can see some of the stage construction going on, all right? That is for Saturday, all right, for those of us who are here. So please invite your friends, and I think it will be, you know, we have the flyer. Uh, It's also being promoted on the social media pages, and you can go there and share it so we can multiply the effect. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you. Uh, We ask you to teach us tonight. We ask Holy Spirit, the Bible says you are our teacher. Uh, Will you please teach us tonight? Illuminate our hearts. Cause us to discover wondrous things from your word. Let us encounter you. Let us encounter life. Even as we go through the pages of your word. Thank you because you've answered our prayer. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So, special thanks to my audience who are here live. I was a little worried when I got here. No one was here. But uh, I think people went shopping a little bit or maybe traffic. Traffic must be a little heavy. So, so people, I, post, I have a few people here, so that's exciting. Uh, it's always good to have, some, uh, to have an audience to speak to at least. All right. Otherwise, I'll do live from my house. Uh, It won't be as exciting. All right. Today, I think uh, I want to I want to I want to teach on living a life of thanksgiving. Living a life of thanksgiving. As we go through the end of the year, you know, people really end the year with uh, different kinds of emotions. Uh, sometimes some of those emotions can be opposite of thanksgiving. Sometimes people look at their year. Sometimes they focus more on what didn't work uh, rather than what worked, right? Sometimes we focus on what God didn't do rather than what God did. Uh, and because our brain naturally tends to attract more negative things, I don't know, I think studies have been done that uh, negative things, they have, I don't remember, maybe 10 times much more, maybe even more, I think it's a lot more. 
our, our brain retains negative news or something that is disappointing, something that we don't like much more. If you walk into a, or let's say you go into a party and there's 100 of your friends there or 50 of your friends there, and they all greet you, they all, you know, they all welcome you, and one person doesn't. That's the one you remember. <laughs> and, uh, and that one person can mess up your whole day. It can be what you, your brain kind of think about that. Uh, you would think 49 people greeted you so well. That's, that's, that's what you should be thinking about. But for some reason, our brain is more attracted to things that didn't work. So it's not unusual for this season to be a very dark season for people. They are down, depressed. They don't want to leave their house. They feel the year didn't go well. They feel God disappointed them. Uh, you know. But I think as believers, God has given us the power not to live that kind of a life. And that power is, uh, is called thanksgiving. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit ab about that tonight. All right? Uh, our scripture is First Thessalonians. It's not second; it's First Thessalonians, chapter five, verse eighteen, which is saying, "In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you." Anybody wants to? Anybody? This is, I believe, this is NIV. Can some? Can we try to read this in different uh, versions? Someone has uh, maybe New Living Translation, NLT. Does anybody have NLT? And if everybody has maybe like CEV, Contemporary English Version, or Message, you know, any of those. All right. Thankful in all circumstances, because this is God's will. All right, precious. Um, this is TPT. Um, it says, and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. This is God's perfect plan. All right. This is contemporary English version. Whatever happens, keep thanking God because of Jesus Christ. This is what God wants you to do. Amen. I think that kind of really clarified a little bit because I wanted to ask a question because when you read this verse, you are wondering, are you, when the Bible says this is the will of God, is that saying what happened is the will of God or giving thanks is the will of God? Which one do you think, Rebecca? I think um, giving thanks is the will of God. Having a heart of thanks. Okay. So I think it's good to be able to understand that. Because when he says giving thanks in everything for this is the will of God. The will of God there is not necessarily the circumstance. The will of God is giving thanks. And I think it's good to know that. Because sometimes people are wondering... How can God do this to me, you know? But I, I think in saying, even when we have not so great circumstances, we're disappointed, we didn't get the job, uh, we failed the exam, you know, but, you know, things, in the midst of that, we should also, we should still find a way of thanking God because thanking God is the will of God. So that means if I ever find myself in any situation, I'm like, what is the will of God? Let me start by saying, at least let me thank God. I know I'm doing the will of God. If I can get myself to say, Lord, I thank you, uh, then I'm at least I'm, I'm doing the will of God at that point, and I can walk my way from there. So I, I think that's, yeah, that's a very powerful truth to kind of record in our mind. Many people think worship and thanksgiving are the same. They are not. Thanksgiving is a distinct act of the will. It recognizes the hand of God and is thankful. It chooses to give God credit for what he has done 
and what he has promised. Why worship praises God simply for his attributes and for who he is? You know, so, you know, difference, you know. I mean, obviously when we worship, when we praise, uh, we're not necessarily linking it to anything. It's about God. Uh, but thanksgiving is a form of praise. It's a form of worship. But it's a form of worship that is recognizing God's hand, whether it's in our life, uh, in, in his promises. You know, I love the scripture a lot because especially when you look at the prayers of Paul, most of them are prayers of thanksgiving. But they are prayers of thanksgiving that focuses that focus on what God has done, especially through Christ Jesus. So you read like uh, Colossians 1, 12, giving thanks to the Father who has made us qualified to be partakers of his inheritance. He has, you know, he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light. He always say, giving thanks unto the Father, giving thanks. So thanksgiving is really, I believe, the language of the, of the redeemed. Because as the redeemed, as believers, we are starting with God having done so much for us. And he did so much before we even did anything. Christ died for us when we were sinners. We were healed before we were sick. We, you know, we have eternal life before. I mean, all these things that we have, the inheritance that we have, they were already given to us in Christ Jesus. So we have every reason to start our life, our prayer, our approach to God, which thanking him. So I think that's important. So I would like someone to read the next paragraph. Uh, I'd like someone that I want to volunteer to read. All right, so you volunteered him. In everything, give thanks. That's the, that's the that next paragraph. In everything, give thanks. Thanksgiving is to be as much a part of the believer's life as breathing. We exhorted to live in thankfulness to God and to exalt him with continual expressions of thanks regardless of our present circumstances. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Second Thessalonians 5 verse... First Thessalonians, sorry, yeah. 5 verse 18. In prayer, we exhorted to give thanks profusely for the goodness of the Lord, for all his benefits, for his mercies, for his faithfulness, for steadfast love, for loads of blessings. Psalm 100 is an ex excellent guide for entering the presence of God. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Unthankfulness and silence curses God's name. It brings him shame. Amen. Yeah, I think uh, Psalm 100 is a classic, right? Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And, you know, there's a song, I will enter his gate with thanksgiving. I will enter his court with praise. But really, uh, that is derived out of here that we sing. It's a very old song. But it says, enter his gate with thanksgiving, his court with praise. Be thankful unto him. So even in the, even in the Old Testament, Psalm recognizes, or David, the writer of Psalm, this particular Psalm recognizes our need to always approach God with an attitude of thanksgiving. And thanksgiving should be part of a believer's life as breathing. So why should that be? Can anybody shed light? Why should that be? Why should thanksgiving just be our, you know? Anybody wants to contribute? So we're talking about thanksgiving today. Living a life of thanksgiving. All right, I have my mom's namesake, Becca. <laughs> uh, because even our very presence here is an act of his grace. And um, he, he didn't have to send his son to die for us. Yeah. But everything that he's done, we can't do for ourselves. So we can't help but to be all right, that's good. Any other person? Actually, Pastor, one day, I think it was around this kind of season that this just came to my mind that God could have actually decided to make me 
turkey or wow. cow That's or something. Graphic. Yeah. But he chose to create me in his own image. He didn't just create me in his own image. Um, he died for me. And, you know, it's, he didn't die for just me, but, you, you know, you know, the Bible says many are invited, but few are chosen. Mm. I was chosen. And Jesus said, nobody comes to me except the Father draws them. So I just kind of like thought about it, I think in that sequence or something like that. And I was like, wow, I am blessed. So I'm thankful for that. Wow. Amazing. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Any other reason why we should give thanks? I think Maya has something to say. Um, well, I think one of the reasons would be what you outlined here, which is the fact that unthankfulness and silence curses his name and brings him shame. And I think the other reason would be that it should only be natural to be thankful, whether to anybody who does something for you. Mm-hmm. And I think we've come to a point in human life where it's moral for us to give thanks to each other for things that we do for each other. Yeah. But we take so for granted the things that God in his existence and benevolence does for us that we neglect that part of thankfulness. Mm. Um, how much more so would we have to be thankful for him than we are somebody who simply opens the door for us and we say thank you, you yeah. know, in regular daily life. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. I also think, uh, let me see if anybody has anything to say online. Okay. All right. Okay, nobody has said anything here. We have about 50 people on on, uh, YouTube, but they choose to be quiet tonight. (laughs) So I guess... There's, there's no there's no soccer going on, right? So at least we can. <laughs> so they are not watching anything on the side. All right. But I I think uh, so there's nothing. Okay. All right. Uh, I also think Thanksgiving is really an expression of faith. I, I think uh, uh, ability to thank God because we don't just thank God for what he has done. We're actually thanking God some, many times for what he will do or what he has promised. Uh, and I think in doing that, we're expressing our faith in, in, in our confidence in the fact that God is faithful. And I think our ability to actually thank God genuinely for what he will do could even be a higher level of faith. Uh, it's one thing to be praying, right, to so God do this. I think it's another thing to actually start thanking God because I know you will do it. I think uh, I remember Jesus Christ when he was, uh, I think he multiplied the five loaves. Uh, the prayer he prayed was a prayer of thanksgiving. And he said, you know, Father, you know, I know I thank you because something like that I'm paraphrasing. Uh, because you hear me, uh, you always hear me. And I think that's a very good attitude to have. Even when things are not going well, we can actually really muster the faith to say, Lord, I thank you because I know you will work it out. You have a promise for me. You have a plan for me because this situation doesn't define me. And I think it could really be a way to confuse the devil, confuse the enemy, confound him, and show our faith in God. So we can give thanks. Can you agree that we can give thanks in everything? You know, and I think that's, that's the old goal. That even when things are not necessarily how we want them, uh, we can give thanks. I mean, I have had instances in my life where I look at my past disappointment, and I'm like, wow. I'm actually so thankful that I was disappointed. You know, I'm so thankful that maybe I didn't get that job or I didn't uh, take that step, even though at that time I thought that was, that was the best thing that should have happened to me, right? And I think many of us can point to instances in our life where God really, what looked like a closed door, really in the inside, 
was actually God trying to do something different. Or what actually looked like the enemy won turned out to be, wow, God, you are such a great God. What the enemy meant for evil, right? God turned it for good. So I think that is something, at least as believers, we should learn so that Thanksgiving can become our attitude. All right, let's read uh, the next paragraph, Ingratitude. Who wants to read? Let's get volunteers. Okay, you are going to read the paragraph, Ingratitude. We have a head, head mistress today. It was Israel's ingratitude of heart, the murmuring, the complaining, the grumbling, that brought on the wrath of God. Numbers 14.27 It was not that God had not blessed. He had over, he had over and over again. It is that men soon forget the goodness of the Lord. We are quick to forget his answers to our prayers, his mercies in our troubles, his healings when we are sick, his forgiveness when we fail, and his provisions in our need. The psalmist groaned in Psalms 107, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. You can continue. The Psalms are filled with expressions of thanks to God on every side. Oh, may our lives, our lips, be continual psalms of thanksgiving. The Apostle Paul commands the same principle in the New Testament. Regardless of the circumstances, we are to be thankful and think on the good things the Lord has done. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of the Lord, which passes all understanding, shall keep, you, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is Philippians 4, 6-7. One of the signs of the end time is ingratitude. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, verses 1-2, But mark this, there would be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. We must be careful not to be overtaken by the spirit of the end times. All right. That is good. So why is the attitude of murmuring, complaining, and ingratitude so rampant nowadays? I think, you know, obviously we know, you know, it's, you know, it's one of the signs of times. So why do you think so? Why do you think people are less content? We are more prone to not be grateful. So can we get anyone? I have somebody who is, uh, let's go volunteers. Um, I think because we have lost our focus, and I think it happened to me, so um, I think what, what I lost my focus. My focus was on chasing money or chasing things that men could say are valuable. Right. So it took me back to Matthew 6, 33. Right. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But what the Holy Spirit made me understand was I, I would quote that scripture and seek him for those things. I wasn't seeking him for him. Right. So, um, yeah, because I feel this happens because some people have lost their focus. Hmm. We're supposed to focus on Christ. Wow, that's good. Thank you very much. That's a very powerful, um, yeah, all right. Um, I, want, I also think one of the reasons why we have like a lot of com uh, complaining and murmuring, I think because the spirit of comparison is also very rampant, especially in our generation today, especially in all the younger 
think a lot of times when you're not focused on when you're focused on what someone else is showing you, especially with social media, when you're focused on the highlights of other people's lives, it's yeah. very hard for you to think about the good things that are happening to you. It's hard to think about the things that have happened to you because you're looking at someone else and you're like, oh, why is my life not going this way? Why is this not happening now? But it's like, okay, what else has happened in the, in the past two months for you? How, what's your own journey? What are you... Mm. What, where has God called, what journey has God called you on? And, and instead of comparing what you were yesterday to what you are today, you're comparing your today with someone else's, I don't know, two years or whatever. That's so true. Wow. I think that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. Both of you have spoken so well. Before you go, okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that's initially what I was going to say. But also, I want to add that spirit of forgetfulness, forgetting what God has done. Yeah. Um, it makes you forget like, how amazing he is, how powerful he is. So then you become ungrateful. Yeah. We're in haste too, right? I think uh, we're so much in haste. Uh, we want things to happen quicker. Uh, and I think we, and sometimes when we are working with God, he's not as much He's not in so, uh, as much haste as we, we are or as we want him to be. Uh, you know, I mean, if you look at even our parents, some of you may be I'm almost old enough to be your parents, uh, but our own parents who are, you know, in their 80s and some of them. I mean, sometimes what took them 20 years to achieve? I mean, like my dad. I mean, before he got his first car, I mean, that's like, uh, it was after many, many, many years of work. It was a huge, you know, and uh, I can still remember the plate number of his car growing up, <laughs> you know, OY1919K. I mean, this is 40 years ago, more than 40 years ago, because, I mean, it took him so long to get that car, and he drove that car maybe for 20 years. I mean, how many people will drive a car for 20 years today? How many? I mean, if you drive a car for two years, I think you try. <laughs> right? We change cars, we get cars. So sometimes we're used to haste, right? And that can really, and I think somebody said it, we can be comparing our own today, not to our yesterday, because we forgot that yesterday we were really not even what we are today. But we are comparing to someone else's, maybe that person it took them 10 years before they get to where they are getting. So, but when someone posts something on social media of their life now, then I all of a sudden start feeling like a failure. All of a sudden, I can't even be thankful to God. I'm like, why can I be? How should I be thanking God for this when this person, you know, so I think we are in such a world now, which the Bible probably saw into that and said in the last day, people will become ungrateful, you know, people will become ungrateful, you know, uh, things, th things we have less value, you know, you give people something now, it's like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said that's it. <laughs> so you know, people are, you know people have become ungrateful. I mean, people have always been ungrateful. I think, uh, but I think it's more. That's actually what the Bible is saying. It's also amazing that um, the scene of uh, Israelites was murmuring, was being ungrateful. And I think before we go into that, maybe you have something to say. What we value also, um, even sometimes, you know, even leaders, going back to what people share, what they post, what some spiritual leaders, what they will talk about is, um, you know, the achievement, the new car they just bought or something. So the value, going back to Matthew 6.33, that Favors spoke about, you know, 
we don't celebrate those things. Like, we don't celebrate, I just, you know, preach to somebody. And, like, even the, 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 the body of Christ, our value is, 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 our is value in the wrong place. Our value system become wrong, yeah. I mean, when we are very materialistic, it's very hard to be grateful, right? Because, yes, you're right, the value system. Was it recently that... Uh, you know, some guy, some pastor was robbed, but he was wearing, they were, they were talking about, I mean, no matter what number they said, they are still like, I mean, they said, oh, no, it's not a million, it's about half a million. Like, wow, that's supposed to, that's supposed to make us happy that uh, somebody's jewelry is worth half a million. How, I can't even understand how that is possible. I mean, oh, somebody said it's possible. Some, there are some, you know, the this, the that, the, I mean, I'm like, wow, the shoe, the whatever. I mean, wow. You know, so materialism is really crazy. Uh, it's really, you know, when we are really, when our value system is so messed up, we can't even appreciate things that are very relationship that we have. We can't even appreciate people. We can't appreciate our health. We can't appreciate things that God has given to us. Uh, our et eternal life, the fact that we have eternity, yeah. that's something that we should really be thankful for. We have a lot of comments online. Wow, it looks like a flood now. So I'm going to read a few. All right. They woke up. I guess they were having dinner before now. They, 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 so I'll read a few. Thanking God gives us peace. Why we thank God there is this confidence that overwhelms us. That confidence gives us peace. That's actually amazing. That's actually true. The, the person is, uh, you are very up. Uh, Rosalind uh, Amechi, I think. Thank you for that contribution. I think it's very powerful. Uh, uh, Gospel 116316. Ability to thank God in all situations is a good barometer of, of spiritual health and maturity. Wow, okay. All right. Yeah, so I think that's good. It's actually a good measure of uh, that we are growing, that we are really, our heart is in the right place. All right. Uh, so I think to the current question we are talking about, we actually have a number of contributions. Comparison is a major problem. That's true. Uh, Dizal inspires, or Desire inspires. Thank you. Gracie, people are less grateful because of want and self-absorbance, not putting into consideration the blessings around them. All right. Someone says we are not grateful because we lack faith in God, lack of contentment. Yeah. Sunflower Christina, I think people have lost hope in finding a purpose, a drive, a reason to live life abundantly. I think they are convinced that they don't have a meaningful reason to live or hope to carry on. Powerful. Pastor Gladys, worship with Gladys. We are busy comparing ourselves our journey to someone else. Yes. Yeah. So comparison is a, you know, that's why people are so ungrateful. So I think we need to go deep understanding, you know, the word. And we should also understand ingratitude is really sinful. It's not, I mean, the children of Israel part of the reason why, the main reason why they did not get to the promised land was because they forgot God's benefit. They quickly became ungrateful. And I think we are like that, too. I mean, because for the life of me, I mean, these were people that were like suffering so hard in Egypt. I mean, they were being whipped. They were working. They can't even... Now, I mean, God delivered them now, and they are in their journey to the promised land, the journey got a little rough. They were almost cursing God. That's exactly what happened. They were murmuring. 
they were now wishing that they were back in Egypt. I mean, that is like, wow. I mean, that, you know, that's like, I mean, they wish that, you know, at least we have, you know, at least we have potatoes to eat, you know. I mean, like, I mean, it's potatoes more than what God has done. Like, look, I mean, God took you through the, the, you know, delivered you from Pharaoh. I mean, look at those miracles. I mean, like, are you kidding me? If you see half of those miracles today, we'll be like, man, I mean, like, parting the Red Sea. I mean, like, man, I mean, like, all these things should really encourage you so strongly that no matter what comes, you're like, man, I mean, God that delivered us from Egypt, he will really, but the same people started saying, Moses, why will you take us here? You know, we wish, in fact, I wish I was in Egypt now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Moses is like, what? Really? <laughs> you know, but I think it tells us how our emotion functions. You know, we have, we have a very short memory when it comes to our relationship with God, God's goodness. We easily focus on now a little, and I've seen even, you know, sometimes counseling husband and wife, what they say to each other, I'm like, I mean, can I play like your wedding day for you? Like, your, you know, the vow, like you are crying. I mean, like, like those vows, how you are really shedding tears. Like, all of a sudden, this person is evil. What? I mean, like, evil. I mean, like, oh, this person is uh, this. You know, there's a lot of, just because, you know, of toothpaste or some, some things that, were, that are not even, like, so serious. And people just forget about, you know, very, very important thing. Sometimes important thing that that person has meant to them. This person has been there for you. Maybe you were sick, you were ill, you were this, you went through this. This person was there. But the person, you know, forgot to buy grocery on their way from work. They are now, you are the worst husband or wife or something like that. I mean, people do these things in life where they all of a sudden lose perspective. And I think that, that as believers, if we are really, if we, if we keep our perspective, it is easier for us to live a life of thanksgiving. But when we are emotional, we react to things, little things, some people will lose their job. They will think, God is not even good to me. You know, God is not. I mean, they start saying crazy things that you're like, what? You know, over things that will just pass. Whereas God has done so much more for you that uh, you can't even count them. There's, a, there's an old song. I, I believe maybe Shirley Caesar that sang a song. Uh, yeah, there's a, you know, yeah, uh, you, they can Google it. <laughs> it's an older, you know, gospel, some of those older gospel was, and in, a, in her song, she was telling a story of a woman that, that really wanted to quit God. One day, you know, God was disappointed in God and, uh, and said, I'm going to quit. And she said, you know, but before I quit, I'm just going to thank you for everything you've done for me then I can quit. <laughs> and she went through a journal and started to list things and started to list and started to, you know, she had a good journal. And at the end of that, he said, you know what? I can't quit. You've been so good to me. God, you've been too good. I can't quit now. It's a very, very interesting uh, poetic uh, song. But I think that is how our life will be if we can really, uh, you know, be full of gratitude. All right. So what are the things we can do to ensure we do not fall for this spirit of end times? You know, the spirit of end times is ingratitude. Are there things we can do uh, to make sure we don't fall for it? At least, what, are, what do you do as a person? Uh, uh, so who is going to be our usher now? Oh, okay. Precious is taking over. It's a shift. 
<laughs> All right, anybody wants to try? Good evening, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think just as you said just now, um, take um, counting and taking stock of the goodness of God in our lives. Yeah. Living a life of gratitude on a daily basis. I think it will constantly remind us of how God has been good. That's awesome. Taking stock. Some people will say having a journal, right? Yeah. You know, make sure we, we record it. Thank you. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, making sure, okay, we have uh, Pastor B. I see um, with many of the young children, they, they feel very entitled. Mm. So, um, we should model it to them. When we give them things, even as parents, yes, it's your responsibility, but we should remind them to be thankful. Yeah. And we should also demonstrate it. Even when they do things, you know, thank them. And, of course, also modeling it to God as a family. You know, this is a season to, like you're talking about, you know, family gatherings. Let's thank God for what he has done. You know, just taking us through the year, little, little things. I think just modeling it in our everyday life mm. is important. Amen. Yeah, I think being very specific. Myra wanted to say something. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think uh, also reevaluating our values and also our faith as well. Um, you know, we're less thankful because we we're, we're only thankful about certain things, right? So mm -hmm. it's a matter of recognizing that, you know. God is good not because of the good things that you think are good, but yeah. because he, in essence, is the definition of good. Mm -hmm. um, that and also, I think I said this before, uh, about one thing that I recognize that the Spirit told me once is that just because you don't see an accident happen before your eyes or you get pulled out of the wreckage of an accident doesn't mean that he hasn't rescued you from one. Mm. And that applies to all other things in our lives, right? We have to reevaluate and understand that just because... You know, I didn't have a death scare this morning doesn't mean mm. that God didn't save me from death. Wow. Just be, you know, I woke up and opened my eyes. That's him saving me from death, essentially. Wow. And I think we take these things for granted because we get them each and every single day. Yeah. And he does it constantly. And the more that he does it, the more numb we, be we come to it. Not recognizing that the more that he does it, the more thankful that we should be for it. And I think we yeah, just okay. need to recognize that and just... Pray and dwell upon that. I think the more that you're thankful for the little things or the things that you consider as little, yeah. the more thankful you become over all in your life. Amen. Yeah, being more specific in our Thanksgiving, I think, helps. Uh, like, very, very specific. I, I like, uh, there's a passage in First, First Chronicles, if someone can read it, First Chronicles chapter 29. This is David's prayer when he was... Uh, uh, I believe he was dedicating the temple or he was, you know, uh, <clears throat> when he was giving towards the building of the temple. So I need someone to read First Chronicles 29 uh, from verse 10. 10 to maybe 16. First Chronicle 29, 10 to 16. Anybody wants to read? Okay, thank you. Um, then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor comes from you alone. 
for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion, discretion people are made great and given strength. Oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Mm. Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here only for a moment, visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. O oh Lord our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. That's him trying to give an offering. I mean, that's, I mean, that's his powerful perspective, just trying to give an offering, just recounting. You know, sometimes I think if we are more specific in our thanksgiving, if we are more reflective in our life, you know, I think we will really be much more thankful to God. All right, we are running out of time, so we're going to go... Um, Uh, the next paragraph. Somebody can read it. We're probably not going to discuss that that much. Uh, but uh, we're going to read the next paragraph. Thanksgiving and good mental health. I need a reader. Somebody that has not read today. Okay. So we need someone who has not read. Rebecca hasn't read, right? So you can read. David, you read next. Thanksgiving and good mental health. Good mental health begins with a thankful attitude of heart. A merry heart does good like medicine. He that has a merry heart has a continual feast. Proverbs 15, 13 and 17, verse 22. Depression and discouragement are the inability to see the goodness of God around you. David frequently expressed his despair depression. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Psalm 27 and 13. The eyes of faith see the goodness of God even in the midst of adversity. God's purposes, plans, and provisions are always good. Remember he is working it out. Be thankful while he works it out. Romans 8, verse 28, and Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Amen. So I think, uh, obviously, uh, when, when people are down, depressed, Thanksgiving can really help us to overcome that. Uh, especially this season, that people can be so down. They can be reflecting on the year. They can look at prayers that didn't get answered, you know, where they, where they thought they would be and they were not, that can cause a lot of people to really be so down, depressed. Uh, this can be a very tough season for some people, but I think an attitude of thanksgiving prevents us from sipping into discouragement, despair, hopelessness, depression. We can really just, uh, you know, express our trust in God uh, David said, I'd fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I love that verse. He said, I will have given up. I will have fainted. I will have lost hope. But because I believe, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. David said this when he was going through a time of, he didn't even know he was going to leave. You know, he was being constantly haunted by the most powerful man in the land. He was going from cave to cave you know, running away for his life. I mean, now he had a promise. He was, uh, he was anointed in a service. <laughs> and he's, and he, didn't, he was thinking, is this ever going to happen? And he said, I will have given up. But I believe I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So thanksgiving allows us to be able to take God's promise and just thank God for that and meditate on it and thank God. And I think an attitude of thanksgiving brings you know, get, prevent us from falling into hopelessness, depression. Uh, we're able to meditate on his promises. So that's a 
Very, very, you know, powerful. All right. Um, so, David, you are going to read the next one. Forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Forgetting or neglecting to give him thanks is sin of ingratitude. At least it is taking God for granted. D.L. Moody, in commenting on Psalm 103, said, I can't remember all his benefits and blessings, but I dare not forget all of them either. Thanksgiving is remembering God's gifts and giving him the credit due to his name. Read the uh, Bible passages. Psalm 100, but Psalm 103, 2 to 5 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mm. mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Psalm 68, 19 also says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Why James 1, 17? Every good thing, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of light, whom, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That's good. So why are we so quick in our days to forget God's benefits? We are so quick to forget. I think we've mentioned some of them. I think it's linked to some of the things we've talked about earlier. Yeah, any other, but any other person, this is a good time for anybody else to comment. So do you want to comment? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so we, we uh, David has something to say. Uh, I could also say we forget God's benefit because probably we get too used to his blessings that we already have, mm -hmm. that they no longer mean of so much importance. Yeah. So our human nature is craving for more, mm -hmm. whereas we are forgetting about so much he's given to us. Yeah. So God does not want us to forget it. So, I, you know, children of Israel, I can, we can learn a lot from the stories of the Bible. When God does something for the children of Israel, you know, he will always have them to kind of memorialize it. Maybe turn it into a feast or turn it into a, you know, like Passover. Passover that they celebrate in the Jewish is to celebrate their deliverance from Egypt. So it becomes a yearly thing. So that means every year you talk about it. Ha, this is, if so, for thousands of years, they will still be talking about it, that, ah, as if it happened yesterday. That this is how God delivered us. You know, we were once slaves in Egypt, you know, and God did a lot of miracles, and we will celebrate it for like a couple of days. I think those kind of things, we don't do that anymore. Uh, sometimes maybe we are so used to God's blessing that they just come like that. And another one is coming, what's the big deal? You know, I think especially those of us who live in the Western world, we are probably more guilty of that, right? I mean, food is here. Why should I be thanking God for food? I mean, food is, I mean, food, you know, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, people can't even imagine some people don't have food. They're like, really? They don't have Walmart or BJ's? How can, how, can, how can there be no food? They don't have shop right there? <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's really, sometimes abundance can really just uh, makes us to really forget about God. Look at what happened during COVID. Everybody remembered God. Because now we had a problem we had no solution to. Everybody was like, wow. We thought we were safe. Uh, nobody wanted But now all of a sudden, all our technology, we are looking on TV, hundreds, thousands dying, and there's nothing. And this is America. Are you kidding me? Nothing can be done to stop this. 
real fear gripped people, and everybody started really remembering God. For like a few months, there was no atheist in America. <laughs> there was nobody, nobody, nobody there say, oh, you can't pray, right? Oh, no, don't mention this. You know, where everybody, nobody is against praying. Hospitals, you know, CNN guy said, oh, can you pray for us? Brought a pastor. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, I think when we have life too easy, uh, it can easily cloud our sense of judgment. It, we don't have to wait until God withdraws it. And I think that's the whole point of this. We don't have to wait until God withdraws, you know, the benefit is given to us, what is given to us before we realize that, oh, my God, it's actually God's grace. While I'm here, that I'm breathing, that I have this. Being able to have food on my table is actually God's grace. So, you know, having food and saying, Lord, I thank you for this food. Thank you for making it so easy for me to get food. You know, I mean, make, I don't have to think about food. I mean, that's, that's having perspective. Instead of just assuming, why should I be thanking God for food, right? I mean, why, is, you know, you know, we get into the car, we drive 50 miles, 100 miles, no big deal because uh, things, things are fine. There's no armed robber that is going to stop me. There's no, the chance of accident is low, Right? So I may not even bother to pray or to acknowledge God or I do the driving. I may not even bother to say, Lord, I thank you. So I think we need to really, you know, learn not to forget God's benefits. And I think not to forget them, we also have to recognize them first. Uh, We have to recognize this is actually God's benefit. My ability to even breathe on my own is God's benefit. My ability to walk. I have a car. I have a job. I have a place I can call home. You know, I can crank up the thermostat and get a warm house. That's what a blessing, you know? Uh, You know, and we begin to recognize this as God's blessing. Then we can, you know, uh, really, really acknowledge him. So we have a few, you know, uh, comments that I will just go to. Count your blessing, name them one by one. Be intentional. So somebody said, uh, worship with glad is be intentional about thanking God for the small things. That's great. The more you do this, the more thanksgiving becomes a default for you and part of your daily thing. That's actually amazing. Yes. Let's thank God for small things. Don't, don't ignore some things because they are small. All right. All right. Um, I think I'll skip because of time. Practical steps to living a life of thanksgiving. So I will go through that. Number one, thank God for his creation, your own body. I mean, creation is something we should thank God for. Creating us, you know, how he created us. Uh, uh, Psalm 139, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, you know. Thanking, this are, that's a practical thing we can thank God for. You know, wake up in the morning or when you just think of thanking God. Thank God for, his, for the blessings of salvation. You know, sometimes we forget about our salvation, right? I mean, salvation really allows you to sleep at night knowing that, you know, I have a future, eternity, you know, is huge. You know, my sins are forgiven. I have access to God. You know, we should thank God. Colossians 1, 2, 12, and 13, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. I think I quoted that at the beginning, Colossians 1, 12, and 13. Uh, so we thank God for the blessing of salvation. She always thank God for the salvation of our soul. It's provision for everything you have. You know, you know, sometimes just look at things you have. You have a car. Thank God that you have a car. There are some people now who 
This is winter, they will be busting, right? If you have a car, wow. I always remember there was a time I didn't have a car. And I always, I will never forget, I, would, I tell my kids once in a while, there was a time I would get into a bus living in Jamaica, Queens, New York, uh, trying to get work. I would have to wear, oh, God knows how many layers. Now I don't even have layers anymore. I can, you know, turn on the heat in my car five minutes before I get there. I can easily just get into the car. It's already warm. I can park, broom, get into my office quickly. It's already warm. Man. But there was a time it wasn't like that. I couldn't, I couldn't even dream of that. I mean, like, the dream of that was almost unthinkable. Uh, so little things like that, but we forget. So it's good to really uh, just, you know, it's provision. You know, ability to not worry about certain things. I mean... I mean, I'm sure all of us were in a journey. I'm just, you know, we're in a journey of life. Some of us maybe we still worry about some things, but some things you don't worry anymore, right? You know, like food or things like that. You just don't worry about it anymore. I mean, I remember there was a time food was a worry for me. Uh, there was a time I, I had to eat twice a day by, not by choice, but because I had no choice. And that's tough. I mean, now I probably eat twice a day, once or twice. But that's because I forget to eat. <laughs> Sometimes I actually do forget to eat. Uh, I think you do forget to eat because food is in abundance. <laughs> then you forget. But there was a time I have to kind of manage when I eat so that I, I can manage the hunger. You know, I can eat certain times, so... And that was a time in my life like that. I can't even imagine that now. That what? There was a time I actually, food is like water now, right? Like, so it's something that you really have to really say, wow, I have come a long way. God has really blessed me. I am blessed. You know, I am blessed. So if you have a car, thank God. Uh, if you have a nice car, there was a time your car was, Union County car, right? You can only go within the county. <laughs> and <laughs> you can't go on parkway with your car. You're like, no, this car can't go on parkway. I mean, there are times <laughs> people have a car like that. I'm sure <laughs> Sister Tony, you probably can remember a time where you're praying that your car will start, you know, or you're praying that, uh, uh, what do you call the, the what we put water, water in? Radiator would not be. I, I don't even have one anymore now, right? right. But there are times when things you worry about, you're blessed. Maybe you still worry about those things, but there were times you didn't even have a car. So we can really begin to really look at these things and say, you know what? You know, I've come a long way. You know, thank God for people he has put in your life. Sometimes we forget the people God has put in our life. Name them and what you are thankful for. There are people God has placed in your life. If you remember that and thank God for them, it will make your thanksgiving richer. Thank God for little things. Start with the smallest things you can think of for which you are thankful for. From there, work towards bigger things he has done. Never start with the big, lest you despise the small. Do not despise the day of small things. So it's good to start with even small things, little things. Just thank God for Just thank God for that. All right? So it's always good to really learn to recognize and really focus on even small things that God has done. All right. Uh... Thank God for hard things. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. Thank God for the trials and adversities that come to make us strong. They are what make us lean on him. So let's thank God. So you can even thank God for difficult things, for challenges you've gone through. And some of you have gone through challenges you've overcome. You can say, wow, I thank you that I went through challenges. You know, thank God for everything. 
keep a notebook handy in which you have you write down your thanksgiving list it helps so thanksgiving is something we want to make our lifestyle not just an event our attitude and our lifestyle all right somebody has something to say there's got to be something before we close Thank you for this great reminder. Um, yeah, just going back to the scripture that we opened with, First Thessalonians five eighteen. Um, I'm trying to get the CEV version again. That in every whatever happens, keep thanking God because of Jesus Christ. Mm. So we are being reminded that. At the end of the day, the basis of our thanksgiving is because we have Jesus. Yeah. You know, there's a saying that we say, if I have you, I have everything. If we have Jesus, we have everything. Even whether the things we can see, the things you know, we can take note of, but we have Jesus, we have everything. That should yeah. be the propeller of our thanksgiving. Yes. And we should also know that it's actually a supernatural thing if you look at the world around us, the world is wired for complaining. Mm. And we are really, again, just, it's the, it's the sign of the end time. Because many times I sit back and I just look at what, what's going on. I'm like, why are we so ungrateful? Why are we, even for many immigrants who God has made a way to be in a country like this, the level of ingratitude, I, I just look at it and now it's clear because it's the sign of the end time. But for us as believers, we need to be mindful that our nature is to be grateful. There's so many benefits. It gives us peace of mind. You are able to think better. And just to not get into that hole of, of, of complaining, because it's all around us. It's all around us. So it's our nature to be thankful. And we should just run with that. Yeah, as believer, Thanksgiving is a supernatural lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle, I believe, that surrounds us with God's presence, surrounds us with faith, uh, surrounds us with, uh, you know, uh, with great things. I think it's attractive uh, in the spirit. Uh, murmuring and complaining, I believe, they attract demonic forces. They, they attract, you know, depression, downness, uh, sorrow, they attract strife, uh, they attract all kinds of negative energy, you know, as we will say. Uh, but I think uh, Thanksgiving is really, it's, a, it's an atmosphere of peace. The Bible says, uh, you, know, you know, the peace of God that passes understanding God your heart. When you're in an attitude of thanksgiving, it changes the atmosphere. It changes. Even when something not so great happens, if you're able to just say, let's just thank God because he's in charge, you will see the atmosphere will shift. And, you know, faith will begin to rise. So as believers, we should practice this because you really put us in a, a, a great position uh, to experience God in a much deeper and powerful way. All right. Merry Christmas. Uh, God bless you. Uh, let's do our offering before we close. Uh, so please display all the means of giving for people uh, who are here and who are online. Uh, let's appreciate God for his goodness, for his mercy, and uh, this can also.